You are listening to the official podcast for ICGC Calvary Temple, Teen Chapel. Be blessed as you listen to life-changing messages by seasoned men and women of God. We are telling God that God give us the grace to run the rest of the year. Ma ampala la 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 badosa. Riko sapada da 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 ba. Re eveliya taliyata. Riko sapande levaliya ta da da ba. Re evelela la ba da ba. We are saying that God from today to thirty first. Lord, we want to have a testimony that twenty twenty one was a good year. Ra eveliya talala. Re kepeleliya talala ba. Some people have given up on the year already, but I want to tell you that God is still alive, and God is. Still God, uh, and he's a miracle working God. Red Deviatala Labadiata, Red Empado Satada Dada Daha, Rapala Lada Dada Dada Dada. Everything good is going to come out from this year. Re Osapada Dada Dada. We are a fruitful breeder. Miko Sada Deviatala Laba, Red Endelevado Sada Dada Daba, Red Epala Dada Dada Badosa, Rapala Labala Bada Bada, Red Embede Badosa Kada Dada Dada, Me Apala Labada Bada Bada, Lord, we are saying that, Lord, in the name of Jesus, just as the year is about to end, Lord, whatever it is that we couldn't do, whatever it is that we didn't have the grace to do, Lord, Lord, we know that you make provision for us to be able to accomplish every task in the name of Jesus. Now I want us to open our mouth and begin to speak in the language of the Holy Ghost. You want to speak in tongues. You want to edify yourself right now. In church, as a church with one accord, we want to speak mysteries unto God. God is here. We want to speak mysteries. We want to speak in tongues. We want to speak in tongues.
so grateful for this opportunity. My great honor to the leadership of the house, Uncle Bijou and all the facilitators. Before we enter into the time of preaching, we are going to take this song. Please take it prayerfully. It's our prayer. We want to know God the more. So beautiful, and as you are, you have made me alive. There is nothing greater than this. That's why I.
you, Christine. Thank you so much. Can we bow down our heads as we pray? Father, we thank you for this time to hear your word. You said that if we don't preach to them, how do they hear? I am just a vessel. Lord, speak through me. And I pray for the heart that as we receive your word, may our heart be that fertile land that will yield in hundreds. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. We pray with thanksgiving. And let the saints say, Amen. Amen. Today is JC Day. But I can't see any Ghanaian team. I'm included. We are all. Can I see any Ghana team here? Oh, please stand up. Let me see the Ghana team. Stand up. Please be upstanding. We said today is Jesse Day. All of us went international. But before we went international, we were Ghanaian first. So give it up to him. He's still holding the national flag. Some of us, we don't know our team. Some of us, we just wore the jersey. And I know they say there's some best team. Some people are saying they are the best. Some too, they are scores, they are the best. Every team is the best. Abi, because every team goes to the pitch to win. Every team is not the best. So which one is the best team? Which team is the best team? Okay, thank you. Which memory verse command us to go and preach the word of God? Ah, that one, the noise has come down. Oh, you know the best team, Abby. You don't know the memory verse that says we should go and preach. So please, let me hear that one. The way you shouted for the best team. Let me hear you shout for that one. Which memory verse? Matthew what? You know, it's just like parliament. Let's hear you say, those who say yeah, then your voice is now say the right thing. When it came to the team, that one you were screaming, you were shouting. Now it has come to the word of God, your voices are coming down. There is something I want us to know that as we are wrapping our Jesus today, may we also wrap Jesus wherever we go. May that be our ultimate, that wherever we are, Christ will be seen and no other team but the team of Christ. So everyone who is wearing red, whichever color you are wearing, it is the team of Christ that we are wrapping today. Amen. Amen. This morning, I'm here for us to just chat. Um, the song that we raised said that I want more of you. As a child of God, if you get to the point where you don't want more of God, that means you have become a kwashioko. Every child wants to grow. When I was young and I look up at those who were working, I was always yearning the day you'll be free from your parents. This one that they will get to wake up, go to school, learn. But then you get to that point and you say, it is always a progression. When you get stagnant, that means there's something that is happening to you. It is the same thing with our Christian life too. We need to grow if we really want to be who God has called us 
to be. And this morning, I have titled my message, Read the Bible and Grow. Say it with me. Read the Bible and Grow. When we were in children's service, that song, when I was preparing, just came. Read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day, if you want to grow, if you want to grow, if you want to grow, hallelujah, read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day, read your Bible, pray every day, if you want to. At that time that we were singing that song, most of us just took it for granted that it was a song that we had to learn. But it was when I was doing this Bible study that I said, from the very infancy, whatever we are taught in the house of God is like a foundation. And if sometimes when we get to the stage and we are not able to read, it's because some of us during the foundational times we were joking. We were just playing with whatever it is. But that song carried so huge a message that if you want to grow in Christ, the first and the foremost thing you need to do is to read the Bible. If you don't read, I don't know how you are going to get to grow. And this morning, Martin Lloyd Jones said something else, and he said, Our supreme need in this life is to know God. If as a child of God you are sitting here, you don't have the desire to know God, you don't have the desire to grow in God, then I, you just need to ask yourself, what are you doing in Teen Chapel? Remember, you will not be in Teen Chapel forever. In the next couple of three, four years, some of you will be going downstairs. So it's time and a season. You are building on each and every foundation that you were given. And you need to take every level in your Christian life very seriously. Because if you don't and you mess up, God is a loving father. But sometimes, some of the mistakes that you do, the consequences, you can't run away from them. So this morning, our desire is to know God. And how do we know God? How do you know somebody? If you are in the ushering department, you will know Aunt Bernice. You know how she does her things. You know Aunt Ivan. You know Aunt Gina. You know how we do our things because you interact with us every day. So if you want to know God, there, is, there are some things you need to do. There, is, there are a lot. But for time's sake, we'll just touch on some of them. The basic thing, the basic thing is to know God. And when you read the book of John chapter 17, today you are going to help me to read. It's only one scripture that will be projected. The rest will be read. So I can just give you the mic, I give you the scripture, then you read and then we go on. Because we are talking about growing in God and we are talking about reading the Bible. So please, let me see your Bibles out. They will go around with the mic and then when I call the scripture, one person will read for us and then will go ahead knowing God someone will say oh so we we want to make sure that what we are saying we have the biblical foundation for whatever we are saying we want to know God why is why is it important for us to know why is it important for us to grow as a Christian 
So we are on a journey. So go with me. John chapter 17, verse 3. Please, can I have the mic so that we have a volunteer to read for us? John chapter 17, verse 3. Ivan, don't read. Eternal life means knowing you, the only true God, and knowing Jesus Christ, whom you sent. He said that eternal life that we are all sitting here, because me and you, we want eternal life. He said for it, for us to have it, is to know God. So this eternal life that we say we want to go to heaven, we want to go to heaven. If you don't know God, forget it. You won't go. Paul said that I want to know the of your resurrection even if Paul who knows God wants to know him more then what is it for me and you you can get that scripture from Philippians 3 7 to 10 our main anchor scripture is 1st Timothy chapter 4 verse 12 to 17 that scripture I'm sure those from the children's service should be able to rattle for us without even when their eyes are closed 1st Timothy chapter 4 verse 12 to 15. And we are all going to read it together. Let's go. Let Let me hear all of you reading it. Despite your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading to doc. Hold it there. What's the instruction that we are being given here? He said, Till I come. This is Paul to Timothy. He said, Give attention to what? Reading and exaltation. So, the basic thing that he's telling Timothy is that, Timothy, if you want to grow, these are the things that you need to do. You need to read. Some of us will say, me, I don't like reading. When they say we should read, they say, hey, I'll do the audio. Your textbooks in school, do you do audio? Your science book, is it in audio form? Your English textbook, is it in audio? Your math, is it in audio? When they say read, it's say, me, I don't like reading, so me, I'll do the audio. Then you are doing the, this thing, the audio. Then by the time you see, oh, you are asleep. You sleep or you wake up, the audio has read the whole Bible for you. Meanwhile, you can't even remember one, one verse. He said, give attention to reading and exaltation to the doctrine. Please, let's go on the next verse. Let's go. Meditate. Please stop here for me. There are when you read this scriptures, he gives you a command and then he gives you something to do. The 15. He said, Meditate on these things that you read. Because what? And give yourself entirely to them. Some of us, all of us. Half and half, we do. How many of us are really following through with the Bible reading plan? How many of us? 
How many of us are ahead of the plan? Can I see by hands? How many of us are ahead of the plan? Even though they said we should read three, we are doing more than three. Are you giving yourself entirely up to the word of God? Entirely means entirely, not half-half. So today we are talking about reading the word of God. How many of you here wants to be, when we're young, when they ask you, what do you want to be? You say, pilot. You say, I want to be a doctor. Then there was one friend, like a joke, he said, so who will be the mechanic who will be repairing your car? You say you want to be a pilot. Who will be the carpenter who will be building your house? You say you want to be a pilot. Eh? Who will be the plumber who will come and fix your destiny? We all go for the big jobs. We want the, I want to be a banker. I want to be a lawyer. I want to, it's all good. What do you want to be as a child of God? What are your spiritual goals? This year, last year before the year end, I think I was going through some spiritual exercises. And one man of God was saying that if you are a Christian and you don't have a spiritual goal at the beginning of the year, then you are not a Christian. So that set me on a journey with my family that we had to read the Bible and finish by June. And it was a law in my house. And the first person to do it was my daughter. It was a challenge that we drew it to itself. Instead of doing three chapters, we said six. What are your spiritual goals? You want to grow in God. What are your spiritual goals? Even praying these tongues in 15 minutes is still a struggle for some of us. Even in my house, it's a struggle for some people. You need to call them and they'll come and sit and pray for one minute and sleep and those for two, three, four seconds. Then they'll come back at least you do something but some of us quarter do you know that whatever you want to do there is a blessing in the bible when i saw this chapter in the bible i have never ceased reading the bible each and every day of my life and how did i come across this it is by reading revelations chapter 1 verse 3 ivan Today we are going to read because that is what we are supposed to do. Ivan, you are not supposed to read, oh. We are banned from reading. I want the congregation to read. So no projection of, uh, apart from this one, no projection of. So please, volunteers, or I'll call you. One person cannot read twice. If you have, good. Revelation. Please look inside your Bible as she's reading. We have different versions. So please look inside your Bible. Revelation chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of his prophecy. And blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it. Because the time is near. Amen. The part that's really got me said blessed. So you want to be blessed. Meanwhile, you're not reading the word of God. So how do you become blessed? Those of you who want to be lawyers, you are not reading the word. You want to be a doctor, you are not reading the word. You don't know that everything in this world is taken from the word of God. So the blessings that you are craving for, the things that you want to do, he said, blessed is he who reads the words of the prophecy. Are you reading the word of God? You want to be blessed, yes. 
But have you taken the time to read the word so that the blessing that he has promised. So these days, if I wake up a day and I don't read the word of God, I feel I am losing something because he said, if I want to be blessed, I need to read the word of God. Look, I always tell my children and I always tell you, there are some things your parents can do for you, but there are some things they can never ever do it for you. Irrespective of how they love you. Your parents can love you to the maximum, but I bet you, no school in this world will allow your parents to write your exams for you. No school. So, for the exams, hey, you can be your father's then then. You will have to go and sit and write. So, if you don't learn, your father can give you all the best teachers in this world. If you don't learn, that one there, they won't say, oh, because my son, you are my best son, let me know. It is the same thing with the word of God. Where you are, you, you know what is good and what is not good. So God is expecting you to read his word. Because that is the time that he can come and commune with you. You have refused to read his word. So even when he's talking to you, you can't even hear. How many times have you set out this year? How many times to read the word of God? You want to grow. He said, give attention to these things. Reading, meditating. You want to prosper. The book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 7 to 8. Yeah. Please go to the choristers. This is the law for prosperity. You want to prosper. This is what the word of God is saying. These are the things you need to do so that whatever you want to be, you can become. We are waiting for the choristers. Some of you, you don't read your Bible. That's why today we say no projection. You will have to learn how to even open and know where Joshua is. So you'll be flipping through. If you don't know, go to the content. Look for it, the page, and go there. There's always a first time. The people you see quoting the scriptures, they also started like you, fighting with the Bible to look for it. Some of us, when they even say Genesis, we'll flip and go to Revelation before we come back. It's all part of it. Joshua chapter 1, verse 7 to 8. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you have good success. Amen. Thank you. So all the prosperity you are talking about, all the success that you want, he said, meditate. And how do you meditate if you don't read? How do you meditate if you don't read? It is not me who is saying it to. So when you're looking for success as a child of God, without your basic foundation being the word of God, that means you've missed it. Yes, you say, oh, but some people, they don't believe in God, they have success. Yes, but there is something that they are missing because some people are successful, yet they are empty. But as a child of God, you need to be successful and be satisfied. 
if you're a child of God and you tell me that you're successful, but yes, sir, you feel empty within, that means you don't have the word of God. But once you have the word of God, you'll be successful and you'll be satisfied. And you can only do this when you read the word of God and you meditate on it. When you read the word of God, some of you say, why do we need to read the word of God? Ah, why? Look, there are things that God says I like. And there are things that he says I don't like. You can only know when you read his word. In the house, when you do this, your father will tell you, I don't like this. If he doesn't tell you, how do you know? You can't just see your father and sometimes assume, oh, he might not, he will not. And then you go and do and he gets angry. But when he comes out and tells you that, my son, I don't want you to stay out and be playing football till it's six o'clock. You, when you play and it is five, come home. What has your father made known to you? His intention, isn't it? His dislikes, isn't it? Some of us, we have rules in our house that when you go out and it is six, you have to be back. Your parents have made known to you what they like and what they don't like. So as a child of God, you also need to read the Bible because you need to know what God likes and what he doesn't like. Let's go to the book of Matthew 22, verse 37 to 39. Oshes. Give it to any usher to read. Please, open to Matthew. Open there. There are different versions of the Bible that we are reading. So open there and let's go. Matthew 22, 37 to 39. Matthew 22, 37 to 39. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second, and the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as yourself. Amen. This is what God likes. He said, love me with everything that is within you. So if you know what God loves, you will do it, Abi. He said, love me with everything and love your neighbor as yourself. There are so many things that God dislikes in the Bible. We are looking at just a few. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Those on my left, I have not heard from you. 1 Corinthians 1, 6 to 18. I specifically chose just a, a, one or two of them. Please, who is volunteering? Chelsea. Who is wearing a Chelsea jersey? Give it to him. 1 Corinthians 6, 18. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin, every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Thank you. God says, I don't like this one. So which one is it that you are now trying to ask questions on this one? There are likes and dislikes of God. And you can only know the mind of God when you read his word. He said, flee from sexual immorality. There is no if or but about this one. So when your body is, is making you feel, you see the girl passing and you can't hold yourself. 
you see the boy passing and you become numb. You, you don't know whether to laugh or to stand still or to do what. And then sometimes you see the chicks passing and then you, stay, you become a rapper in your head. The word of God says that I dislike it. So don't even go there. Because if you say I love God, he said love me with everything within you. The love that you are giving to the girl for you now, give it to me. I need it. So when you read the word of God, it reveals the mind of God to you. And you know what to do. The word of God also prunes us. That is why we say read it. Pruning is like trying to make sure those of us who farm, Uncle Nana, you understand. You need to prune the soil. You can't just plant and leave the thing there and then go and sleep and then wake up. No. You need to plant the seed. You have to go, come water it. When it starts coming out, there will be weeds that will be coming out of it. You need to come and prune and take those weeds that are not needed. Because you feed the plants with fertilizer. If you don't take those weeds out, they will also feed on the nutrients that you are giving to the plants. So when you read the word of God, it prunes you. Some of us, we are where we are today because of the word of God. Because when we get angry, we turn the whole world upside down. And I know some of you are still dealing with the issue of anger. When you get angry in the house, everything will scatter. Whatever your hand, you lay your hands on, it must scatter. But it is when you read the word of God that says that anger lies in the bosom of a fool. Then you tend to know that it is not good because you can't do anything good when you are angry. So because you don't want to be a foolish person, when you are angry, you check yourself. Some of us, it builds our character. It helps us to have the spirit of patience. We want everything, children, and we want it now. Once you ask your parents for the money for the this Christmas that is coming, wahala for parents. Because the list that you have, some of us, we don't even know where we'll get the money to feed that list. But for you, that is, your, that is what you want and nothing else. But when you read the word of God, and you understand that there is time and season for everything. Today, you might not get all that you need. That does not mean that tomorrow you will not get it. So when we say read the word of God, it helps to prune you. It helps you to fight temptations. Matthew chapter 4. It's a long one and we are going to read it because we are all having challenges with this one. Matthew chapter 4 verse 1 to 11. One person will read from 1 to 5, and then another person will read from 1 to 6. Um, see, read for me. She knows herself. Kujo. Matthew 4, 1 to 5. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Then the Spirit led Jesus into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After spending 40 days and nights without food, Jesus was hungry. 3. Then the devil came to him and said, If you are God's son, order these stones to turn into bread. 4. But Jesus answered, The scripture says, Human beings cannot live on bread alone, but need every word that God speaks. 5. Then the, then the devil took Jesus to Jerusalem, the holy city, set him on the highest point of the temple. Amen. 
Amen. And then another person should read from 6 to 11 for us. And said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him upon an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall serve, you shall worship the Lord your God, and, and him only shall you save. Then the devil left him, and then behold, angels came and ministered to him. We are all fighting temptations, every one of us. No one is exempted. But how do you fight back if you don't know the word of God? When we were children, there was something that they used to tell us that if you want the enemy to go away, put your Bible under your pillow. And when he's coming, he will go. Some of us believed it until we came to understand that the Bible is not scared to the enemy at all. He doesn't fear the Bible. Do you know what he fears? Do you know what the enemy fears? The word in you and how you apply it. Reading the word is something that the enemy does not fear. All of us, at whichever level you are in life, you will face trials and temptations. I even say that babies even face it. Only that they can't tell us they are facing their trials and temptations. Because sometimes you have a child and he's just crying. You have done everything you are you will face it. Yes, there are times that you are learning and the learning is not going. It is becoming so difficult. Meanwhile, you know you are putting every effort. You know you wrote the paper, you learned, but you failed. What do you do? Do you just give up? No. You go back to the word of God. That says that be courageous and hold on to this word. If you want to prosper, meditate on the word of God. So you go back, meditate on the word of God, and go back to that paper. Invite the Holy Spirit. I am about to learn. You said you will give us retentive memory. And that is what I am asking of you now. Give it to me as I study. In school, your friends are doing things you know does not go with the word of God. How do you fight those temptations? It is by the word of God in you. When the enemy came to Jesus, he didn't say, wait, let me go and get my Bible and come. And then he was asking, oh, uh, please, where is this uh, quotation for resisting the devil? Ah, by that time, what the devil wanted to do, he would have done it and gone. The word must be in you to fight the temptation. If you don't have the word in you, you, may, you don't even know what time the enemy is coming. Because he won't give you a timetable. If not, all of us should have been prepared. Like, we we'll call it trials and temptations. It's not like school that you know that when you go to school, you write exams. Even that one crap, people fail. When you go to school, you know that at the end of the term, you write exams. Even that one, people fail. And this one that the enemy doesn't tell you anything. You are there, no, pa. Some sickness be, you don't understand. Your family, it is not there. You don't know where it is coming from. You have gone to all the hospitals in this world. They can't find anything. Yes, so you know you are sick. What do you do? You go back to the word of God. 
by your stripes we are healed and you stand on that word and you pray your parents are working they are doing all they can in their life but it's like there is a hole in their pocket no money stays it's not that they are lazy there are some people they are lazy that's what that one we understand but that's one they are doing all that they can but things are not going on sometimes chale you even have to go to bed hungry what do you do during those trial moments you take the word of god he said it is his blessing that makes us rich and he adds no sorrow to it and then away you go so please when we say read the word of god is for things like this in your life in our life my life as well because it gets to a point in time that whether you like it or not there will be a difficult and a challenging moment in your life and the only thing that can see you through is the word of god if you don't read it and you don't meditate on it what happens you see yourself falling some of us we say we are we are always doing the wrong thing it is because the word of god is not in us it is because we are not taking charge to read the word and meditate on it you want to walk in wisdom wisdom is you have the knowledge you have the fact how do you apply it i like the story in the book of second chronicles and then i think yeah second chronicles 34 2 and then in second kings 22 2 king josiah He's one of my favorite people in the Bible. I was amazed when I read his story. He was so young when he became a king. Before him, the father and the great, the great the grandfather, they were wicked. But Josiah at the age of eight years, the Bible says that what? And he did what was right in the sight of God. And then I asked question, eight years, how many of us are eight years here? Nobody. The least here is about 12 years. At the age of 8, he became king. The Bible said that he walked in rightness with God. Meanwhile, his father, his grandfather, they all did wrong things. So how come he? Because in Psalm 11, I said, your word have I hidden in my heart. You want to walk in wisdom. You need to hide the word of God in your heart. So that you will hear the voice of God when he is talking to you. How do you do these things if you don't read? The basic principle for you to grow in Christ is reading, meditating, studying, and then applying. If you don't do these things as a child of God, you will not grow. Growth in Christianity is not automatic. It is not by laying on hands. Yes, it has its part. But before they will lay hands on you, you will have to do your part. If not, all of us will just allow the prophets and whatever to lay their hands on us. And then we will go and sleep. I tell people, what the prophets do, you can do. They are not different from you. But you know, you are not ready to sacrifice. To go through what they are going through. That makes you to think that they are better than you. I am not better than you. You are not better than me. We are all child of God. God has given each and every one of us a gift. Know what is your gift and develop it. Uncle Ivan did not just get up and started playing. Yes, there are some people who have gifts. Even those who are gifted, they still learn and practice. If not, they will not be able to match the time that we are in now. Some time ago, they were only playing hymns, isn't it? Now we have different kinds of music. So if you said you are gifted, 
and you don't put time into what God has given you, you will not be sharp. When you are moving with God, you always have to be, it's like a soldier, always being alert. Always being alert. Jesus Christ said, at a time, the mother said, go, whatever he, t- he came, the wine has finished. He said, it is not my time. The mother said, go, whatever he tells you, do it. He said, it is not my time. But he knew there was a need and he had to do it. And he said, go and fill the water. So what are you talking about? You have your gift. You are sitting on, come and dance. You dance. You are sitting there. Somebody only need your dance to change. You are sitting there on your dance. You dance. You sing. You come and sweep. You do anything. Every gift God has given you, you are sitting down with there. You just want to come to church and go. Now when you go out there and they say, ah, don't you know this girl? We are looking for you. We can't find you. Because you didn't do anything in the house of God. Now you want to go to God. Some of us, you are in the house. You are stubborn. You do the things. Now when you need something there, every second, mommy, please, my destino. Mommy, please, my destino. Daddy, please, my destino. But when they tell you sweep, that one there, it has to be repeated ten times before you do it. Walk in wisdom. Know the word of God. Know when to apply the word of God. When your friends are doing the wrong thing. It doesn't, it's not fashionable. It's not fashion for you to dress to like, for boys to like you. It is not fashion. It is not fashion that you have to be able to dance. There are some things you people, yes, it is your time. But as a Christian, make a difference. Walk in wisdom. It's taking the word of God, applying it to the situation, and asking yourself, what will Christ do? And do it. Walk in wisdom. You can only do these things when you read the word of God. faith. They say it comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if you don't hear the word of God, how do you have faith? How do you grow? There is no one that you say you're a Christian that you want to grow and you don't have faith. Then you are not a Christian because you'll be tested. Oh, that one dear. Mas Moreau said it. He said everything that you want to do, the moment you decide that I want to read the Bible, you'll be tested. There are days I have gone without reading the Bible. Yes. Do I, is it, do I want it? No. But sometimes you, 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 you just don't know how. But then what I do is if I miss today, I'll have to add it tomorrow. Because if I miss two days, that means ah, yes, we're out of hand. There will be times that things will be difficult. There will be times that everything shows that this thing is not possible. But it is you and the word of God, that will sell you through. When you read the word of God, your faith is increased. Because you look at the life of Abraham at that age. If God could promise and tell him that I have said it and it will come to pass and he could hold on to the word of God, then you know that me too I can hold on to what God is saying in my life. Because if he said it to Abraham and it was possible in the life of Abraham, then me too it is possible for me. When you read the word of God, it helps you to walk away from sin. The psalmist says, Psalm 119, verse 11. It helps you to walk away. You you are struggling with sin. We are struggling because we have refused to read the word of God. And when we read the word, it helps us to stay away from sin. Media. Give it to the children. Give it to the who media. One person from media to read for us. Coffee. 
Psalm 119 verse 11. Psalm 119 verse 11. Mm-hmm. I am feeling your word in my heart mm-hmm. that I may not sin against you. So if you don't have the word of God in your heart, when the temptations come, how do you fight them? Now we have read, we will meditate. There's another part of our Christian life that we can walk away from. That is evangelism. Evangelism. You need to talk to people about Christ. Evangelism is the act of preaching the gospel with the intention of sharing the message and the teachings of Jesus Christ to people who don't believe in him. Speak for others to know God. If you hold on to the word of God, you are denying other people the word of God. And you know what evangelism does to even we, those who go? You need to know the word before we go. And I know that is why most of us are afraid of evangelism because we don't know the word. So we face challenges when questions are asked. But let me tell you, when my children have issues and they come, I tell them, I'm not God, I don't know all. So when I don't know, I refer them that, go and look for it. When you go for evangelism and they ask you a question and you don't know, just tell the person, don't behave as if you are almighty. You don't know all. Find a nice way to tell the person that, maybe if you can come back, fine. If you can't come back, find something. Don't behave as if you know. Because sometimes some people you are talking to, they know more than you know. Evangelism. There is no church that can grow if they don't go on evangelism. It is the heart of Christianity. The gospel thrives on evangelism. Don't wait for mass evangelism before you talk to people about Christ. I always tell people, every time and every opportunity is for you to talk about Christ. In the classroom, when your friends, everything, make reference to the word of God in it. If you want to grow as an as a Christian, you need to talk to other people about Christ. Romans chapter 10, verse 14 to 15. Instrumentalists. No, I don't want so. Every time they are calling so, they should call another person. Every time it's so, why? Romans ten fourteen to fifteen. Romans 10, 14 to 15. How then can they call how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they and how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Amen. How can they hear if no one tells them? And who is supposed to say? Me and you. Because we know who Christ is. So if you want to grow as a Christian, evangelism must be part of your life. 
Me, I've made a decision. Wherever I am, there are some things that will be part of my life. Among my friends and among my this thing. Let your friends know your stand. Let them know the things you stand for. Some of you, when you go to your school, you don't even know whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian. But let people preach to them. Let them know who you stand for. You stand for Christ. Nothing but Christ. And you know what it does? Sometimes eh, when you declare your intentions, it helps you a lot. Because in school, when your mates know that's for this one, she's crefe, you yourself, you can't even go and do any bad thing. Because you've given a tag to yourself that me, I'm a child of God. How is it that when they are going to jump the wall, you go, sir? You can't go. So me, I always tell myself, it even gives you a better place to stay. Because you have labeled yourself that every day you are with the Bible. Now they say we are going to smoke. And they see you there. What are you doing? So you see that even though within you, you want to do the bad thing, because you have given a label to yourself, it's restricting you. He said, how can they hear if we don't talk to them? How many people are you talking to about Christ? You said you want to grow. Yes. The more you talk to them, the more they push you to learn the word of God. Because the questions they will ask you that you don't have answers to them, you'll be forced to go back and learn more about it. So that next time when you get someone, you'll be able to explain better. And that is how evangelism is done. You talk to people. You start with football. But as you are going on with the football, try and bring the football and pin it. The other day, I was talking to one of the young ones here. So he has made a style. And I said, hey, so this style that you have made your hair now, now what is the difference between you and my daughter? And then we were laughing. Then he said, oh, want Gina, I'm playing football. I said, hey, you are playing football. So you want a niche for yourself? He said, yes. And I said, oh, so is that one that will show that what do you think when people see you with this hairstyle, what is the first thing that comes to their mind? Then he was quiet. And I said, do you know that even though you are very good Christians, when someone sees you with that hairstyle, the first thought that comes to the person mind with this boy, he's a ruffian. And then he said, yes. And I said to you, you want to be a footballer, it's good. But make sure that your niche points to Christ. I don't see the reason why you can't be a footballer with a neat haircut dress very well and all those things. Football does not mean that you need to have drag logs before you're a world player. No. You can be decent and still be a footballer. So you don't follow the pattern of the world because the world thinks that if you're a footballer, you have to dye your hair yellow, you have to do some crazy style, some tattoos, so that they know. As a child of God, you need to be different. And you see, there's one form of evangelism that all of us sometimes don't take notice of. That is us. You as the human being. You speak volumes to people with your life, your character, than what you even say. So the first point of your evangelism is who you are, what you do in the midst of your friend. You are a Christian. Every small thing, you, you, you are saying foul languages. Charlie, I swear I will kill you today. Today you will not say, Charlie, Charlie, forget. Some of us will say, well, I'm going to church when I come back. Evangelism, you are preaching. Though. You don't know that you are preaching. Because at that time that your friend is trying to get you angry, he wants to test and see that the words that you are telling or the things that you say, you yourself, are you doing them? 
So in the house, your life is invaded. If they get to your area and ask of you, what will people say? I always tell people, that is the first point of your evangelism too, in your area. If I should come and I say, oh, this area, there's a lady called Peace. Please, do you know her? The first thing that the person will tell me, that is your point of evangelism. So be very careful. People are watching you that you don't know. Be very careful. Your life is a tool of evangelism to people. You can't talk to everyone, but your life can change. So those of you who follow the musicians, have you spoken to them before? Have you spoken to them before? You don't even know where they are on the planet. It's internet that has helped you to know they are alive. But you are following them. That is the same way someone is also looking at you in your area. And that person is also following up to you. The person has not talked. The person may never talk to you. But that is your tool of evangelism. Don't mess it up. It is not you holding the Bible every day, going to church Sunday every day. But meanwhile, you can't deal with anger. You can't deal with temptations. You can't deal with respect and all those things. Those are the tool of evangelism, your life. And you want to grow as a Christian. Remember that fasting is part of the command. You can't grow as a Christian if you don't fast. How many of you have a fasting life? Lift your hands. Check. Like seriously. Hey, what is this? How many of you have a fasting life? Do you understand what I mean? That you have taken a day in your in the week or a month that you said, Oh, I want to fast. Sweetheart, how many, what do you do? Sometimes I put a day there where I'll fast. You can't grow as a Christian if you don't fast. It is impossible. Please, from today, make a record. Tell yourself that I'll put a day down to fast and the best I tell my children is the day that you are born you fast on that day just take that day and fast if you want to be a very good church worker if you want your music to impart life fasting and prayers must be an automatic part of your life if not you only sing to entertain you will not sing to impart as a Christian, if you want your life to impact the life of others, it must be, fasting and prayers must be part of it. There are some things that you can't do if you don't fast. When they brought the child to the disciples, they did all they could. They couldn't. Jesus Christ said what? Unless you add fasting to this one, you cannot. So if you want your life to be a life that impacts the life of others, Please add fasting to your life. And through it, God reveals his mind to you. He reveals his vision. Daniel fasted and he had answers to what he wants. It made him to grow in the Lord. And the last, if you want to grow, is prayer. Someone say prayer. 
prayer. I have some joke with the prayer team that I always say. Have you seen this, this trend going that the moment they said, let us pray, if the prayer ministry people are there, when they start, you know, heba, 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 heba. Then I said, ah, these people, the moment they say, oh, let us pray for the love of God, heba, heba. And sometimes it's so nice. Some of them, they add uh, a distinct uh, dancing to it, a little bit of choreography and clapping of hands. Heba, 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 heba. It is fun, but actually they are praying. Oh yeah, you if you like, watch their prayer. All apologies to the prayer ministry. But look, you can't grow as a Christian if you don't pray. Forget it. Forget it. If you don't pray, forget. You can't grow. You can't grow at all. Today we'll finish our teaching today with prayer and we are all going to pray because with all the things that we have talked about if you want to grow you have to read the word you have to study it will help you fight temptations it will help you to walk in wisdom it will help you to know the will of God you need to fast you need to evangelize if you don't add prayer to it then whatever you are doing you are doing it out of your own strength and I have scripture Look, first Thessalonians 5 17 and then look 1 18. That is what we are going to stand on to pray. First Thessalonians 5 17. Someone will say, So when? How do we pray? Everywhere, anywhere, it calls for prayer. Everywhere, anywhere, it calls for prayer. Which department has not given us a scripture? Cash team. Cash team, okay. First Thessalonians five seventeen. Praise and worship team, please. I need you. We are going to pray. First Thessalonians five verse seventeen. Pray without ceasing. He said what? He said what? And then Luke eighteen verse one. volunteer. No departments. Which people are not in any department? No departments people. No department people. Luke 18 1. We are waiting for you. Please let's all be upstanding. We are going to enter into a time of prayer. The word of God says we should pray with our season. Who is reading Luke 18:1 for us before we start to pray? Luke 18:1. Then he spoke a powerful. We are... Luke chapter 18 verse 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Amen. He said, man always need to pray and not to faint. So prayer as a Christian is part of you to grow. 
this morning we are going to end our session with prayer we are asking God for the grace to pray We are going to ask for the grace to read the word. Most of us, the enemy is battling with us on that first step because he knows when we read, we'll be able to do what the word of God. So we are struggling with reading. We are asking for the grace to read the word of God. And before the choir gets, just lift your voice and start praying. Pray for the grace to be able to read the word of God. Pray for the grace to read. Pray for the grace to read. Pray for the grace to read the great. So lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Mother of Pray for the grace to read the word of God. Greatness, God, I need the grace to read your word because I want to grow in you. And you said that to be blessed, I need to read the word of God. Pray for that grace because it is you who is asking God for that grace this morning to read his word. He said, man ought to pray and not to faint. That means there shouldn't be any point in our life that we will not be able to pray. Prayer is a command in the life of a Christian. The word of God commands us to pray. And this morning you are praying that grace to read. The grace to read. The grace to study the word of God. The grace to meditate on the word of God. The grace to fast. The grace to pray. You are praying and asking for this thing. It doesn't come automatically. You don't get it because you are a Christian. You need to put an effort into it. You need to make time to read. You need to make time to study the word of God. You need to make time to stay, meditate on the word of God. Next morning you are praying for the grace. That God, I want more of you. I can only get it when I study the word of God. I can only get it when I read the word of God. I can only get it when I fast. I can only get it when I pray. Lift your voice this morning and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Pray for the grace to do the will of God. Pray for the grace that you be able to walk in wisdom. Pray for the grace that the word of God will reach in you. That you be able to fight every form of temptation. Pray for the grace of God. Pray for God to give you the grace that you will take a day and fast. That you be a one but who fast. Take care of 
Thank you for listening. God bless you.